Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is The Major's Well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Majors, so we're getting closer to Halloween, or Samhain, meaning summer's end, I'll call it Samhain from here on out. I thought we could look at something that fascinates me. Working with spirits. These are some huge topics that I'm looking at today, so I may only dip my toe into a few of them as an introduction, but bear with, there's plans further down the line. Also, the research was huge. I've broken it down into two episodes. I was going to release the second one today, as it's a similar theme, but I'm going to release it on Saturday, on Samhain, at 5pm GMT. If this has tickled your fancy and perked your interest, you may be delighted to know that I have titled the episode, Honouring the Dead. And here is a little teaser. The psychic went round the room, around all my friends, and lastly came to me, where she said, your grandmother says sorry for scaring you in the middle of the night. I locked eyes with my mother, the only other person who knew about the strange occurrences happening to me whilst I slept, of me waking up to strange sounds in my room, of a feeling, of a presence that I couldn't describe. It reached a crescendo one night when I woke to the sound of breath in my ear and air blowing over my cheek. In sheer terror, I frantically flung back my bedsheets and ran for the light switch. But I was alone. The light had revealed something otherworldly was afoot. Your grandmother says she's sorry for scaring you in the middle of the night. The words echoed around my head as I realised there was more to death than I'd initially thought. So, there's a trigger warning with today's episode in that I talk a lot about death and relatives. 
In the old European calendar, the year actually began with Samhain. November marked the start of a new year. The darkness of the winter months was the beginning that grew and gave birth months later to the light in spring. And it's quite an auspicious beginning. November is the month of magic, of dreams and imagination and ancestral remembrance of honouring those who have died. October 31st is a special day. It marks the entry of the sun into the sign of Scorpio, a sign related to intuition, and carries aspects of death and renewal. But this year, October 31st, is even more special. Not only is it Samhain, a night where the veil between the worlds is thinnest, it's a full moon. Now a full moon falling on Samhain happens every 18 to 19 years, but it's also a blue moon this year. Now a blue moon, if you didn't know, is a second full moon within a calendar month. Um, the full moons are named. The one on Samhain is called the Hunter's Moon, as it marks the point where animals were, they were fattening up for winter, it was a good time to hunt, and it would also help boost the winter food stocks. It's also known as the Blood Moon, as around this time of the year, it sits closer to the horizon, and with a thicker atmosphere, it allows more red light through. So the night of the 31st of October is not only a good time to communicate and work with spirits, but it's a very powerful time for manifesting and drawing in those big goals. It's also a time for putting the past behind you. You could incorporate what I'm going to cover here on Samhain. The Western world has an uncomfortable view of death. It's denied, silenced, and it's flat out ignored. Facing our own mortality is difficult and uncomfortable. Outside the boundaries of seeing death in Hollywood films, TV shows, video games, and Halloween, death is little discussed elsewhere. When I do tarot readings for clients, the card they are most fearful of is the death card. But to me, it has a very positive meaning. Without death, there cannot be life. We're so used to seeing time as a linear progression, but many ancient cultures saw it as cycles. Death is just transformation. That is what I tell my clients. It doesn't physically symbolize death. Ghost stories have gripped every culture around the globe since the beginning of time, especially amongst the ancient Chinese and the ancient Egyptians. It's difficult to find a place that doesn't have a relationship to tales of the dead who haunt. But what is a ghost? There are many opinions here. There are many traditions and cultures that believe the soul is made up from many souls. There is a soul that goes to the dream world when we sleep. There's a soul that follows us as a shadow. There's also a soul that may be left behind when we die, and this is what is a ghost. Now, when a person dies, they have a choice. They can become an ancestral spirit that helps out and guides family members, or they can turn into a ghost that can still be helpful, or become a malevolent one. This choice is determined on how they were treated at the point of death, and how they were buried or cremated. If they died in violent circumstances or far away from home, this can have an influence on the decision as well. Our obsession with ghost stories is partly due to the fact that every human being will suffer loss at some point in their life. It's impossible to dodge the loss of a loved one, and we all have ancestors. 
The word ancestor comes from the Latin antecedere, meaning gone before. To quote Galina Kaskova, an ancestor worker, we are our entire ancestor lines walking. You may not know your ancestors, but that shouldn't stop you from working with them. Also, if your ancestors were abusive or they weren't good people, you don't have to work with them. Though the West has lost its connection to ancestor worship, it's still very much alive all over the world, particularly in China and Mexico. Ancestors are vast repositories of knowledge and wisdom, and working with ancestors gives you a relationship to the dead, which may sound scary depending on how you were raised and if you underwent religious teachings. You could build an ancestor altar. It's something I've been doing over the course of this year, and it's basically a gateway for communication with your ancestors. Dr. Daniel Four is an ancestral healer and is of the opinion that if you don't have an altar, then you are the altar. By creating a physical space for your altars, you are once again engaging in that relationship and they become externalized. Quote, by anchoring the presence of ancestors somewhere outside our bodies, yet still in the physical world, we both externalize the dead and create conditions that support ongoing relationship. I think this would also be quite useful if you're struggling with grief as well, it would be quite a good way to process it. On my altar, I've been adding trinkets belonging to my grandparents, just small things at first, like their jewellery, a compass of my grandfather's, a picture of them together, and some crystals. A word about pictures. Some suggest not placing pictures on your altar of people who are still alive, as it can hasten their death. I actually have a picture of my nana, and I put it on the altar. My main concern was that my mum wasn't in the picture, I'm not speeding up her death, wonderful. So a few days go by and I'm looking at this altar, like kind of just seeing what else can I add to it, what's my thoughts on it, how do I feel about it, and to my absolute horror I realised that I'm in the bloody picture, a minor detail that I overlooked, so I quickly move that off. So just be aware of that potential hiccup, who is in the pictures that you're placing on your ancestor altar. Now my altar faces north, the direction where the dead are supposed to rest and reside, but you could make it also face west, the direction of the underworld. I don't work a lot with crystals, however I have an obsidian mirror that I've placed on the altar because it's great for receiving messages from spirits. I've put a pendulum on there as well, that's another really easy way for spirits to achieve contact. Personally, not a fan of pendulums. I'm way more confident using tarot cards, which you can also use to contact them as well. They can give messages through the cards. The altar is also where you would leave offerings of the favorite food and drink for the ancestors. And as you place them on the altar, say who the offering is for as well. Also, it's a good idea to have some water with salt in it. This helps with communication. The great thing about ancestors is that they aren't as demanding to work with in comparison to deities. You could also say this prayer whilst working with or leaving offerings to your ancestors. I got it from Irene Glass. Hail to the wise, holy and redeemed ancestors, seen and unseen, known and unknown, named and unnamed. Hail to my family. I am so grateful for your lives. For your work and your struggles. 
I'm grateful for the blessings you passed down to me, for the torch of your hand upon my life. I love you and I pray that you are healing, recovering and growing. I pray that you know your lives had value and that you are spoken of with love and reverence. And you could also use that to activate the altar. This will cause the altar to exist in both worlds and sort of set up a channel of communication. Spirituality traditionally meant working with spirits. Now, working with spirits is a highly empowering type of working. It's not something that is a passive practice and it very firmly puts you in the driver's seat. Despite the witch trials, persecutions, indigenous practices being banned and branded satanic, working with spirits have persisted and survived. Spirits are a conduit to the divine. But what are spirits? You might think that they're ghosts, violent and volatile poltergeists, headless horsemen in the forest. You're thinking small witches. Spirits are gods, goddesses, spirits of the land, mythological creatures that defy scientific and rational thinking or explanation. Medusa, spirit. Dragons, spirit. Unicorn, spirit. Ancestors, spirit. Angels, spirit. Even Santa Claus, despite Coca-Cola claiming intellectual property, spirit. And the fact is, they're all around us. Starbucks, Versace, Ferry Washing Up Liquid, Venus the Razor brand, Nike trainers. What do all of these brands have in common? They all have spirits in their logo or their name alludes to a spirit. Films make reference to them, computer games, the songs related to them. Spirits are summoned and paid homage to every day by popular culture. Advertising aside, spirits occupy the spaces around us. But how do we connect with them? They primarily communicate through our dreams. Now how many of us dismiss our dreams or can't even remember them upon waking? Start a dream journal where you record as many details as you can about your dreams and maybe buy some of the herbs I spoke about back in the Dark Moon episode to help induce dreaming. These messages can be received when you're deep in meditation too. I've just added a guided ancestral meditation to my Patreon. It's totally guided and there's music to send you into a deep state. I'm doing a Halloween sale as well on my Patreon membership. It was £5 to join, now it's just £3. The link is in the episode description. There's meditations, rituals, I'm gonna start doing monthly astrology reports. I've got some cheeky plans in the pipeline. Shameless plug over. Back to spirits. Where did these spirits come from? Well, no one's too sure. Some stories say they are the leftovers from when the creators wiped out previous creation attempts. The ones that survived are the leftover spirits. It is possible to see spirits, though this is rare. Filters, beliefs and fear as well cloud our vision. Though carrying a wand of lavender is said to open you up to the possibility. Why would you want to contact or communicate with them? Well, they're useful and they're really powerful entities that have many gifts and talents that if approached in the right way and appeased, people may gain access to. Each spirit has its own specialization, so knowing what you want and which spirit to contact is key. For example, you wouldn't call a doctor if you wanted a haircut. It's the same with the spirit world. However, it is a two-way street. You have to work with them and respect their needs as well. Also, familiarise yourself with them and make sure you're comfortable working with them.
death oil. I came across a recipe for an oil that will help assist with contacting and reaching the spirit world. It's created by Cindy Brannan and it's called the Death Walking Oil. Sounds a bit intense. What's it about? Well, it aids in separating you from the body and allows you into the spirit world. You can attempt to contact any spirit. However, for the first time you use it, it's recommend that you contact a loved one. The oil blend, it allows safe passage, it repels bad spirits, and it's good for connecting with Hecate as well. So if you wanted to reach out to her, good shout. So add in this order a tablespoon of poppy seeds, you would grind them up, a small knob of benzoin, grind that up as well, then add aster, wild rose, mugwort, and then lavender. A sprig or stem of each will do if using fresh. If dried, it's about half to one full teaspoon. You want to grind them in a clockwise direction whilst singing, whatever feels good for you. And then you would add olive oil as the base. The longer this is kept, the stronger it becomes. I would do the Hecus purification ritual that I covered back in self-initiation. Then invoke or clearly state who you wish to communicate with. Test to see if you're allergic to the oil and then anoint whatever tools you're using. Let's say it's a picture of a loved one. Then you would anoint yourself beneath your belly button, the heart and then the crown, and then you anoint the tools again. When anointing the tools, break it into three again. So anoint the bottom, middle and top, and then you would meditate. And when you are ready, imagine sliding out your body and see where you go. When you want to return, focus on the breath and then thank the spirits. To Ouija or not to Ouija? Now, if you had asked me my thoughts on Ouija boards a while ago, I would have said, stay the hell away. However, it's all about how you set the stage, which depends on what spirits come through. I stumbled across a nice little ritual that I'm tempted to try. My mum will be horrified. Growing up, she always warned my brother and I to never play with Ouija boards. I'm sorry, mum. The ritual is from Rune Soup, ran by Gordon White. And basically, you sit alone in your house, in darkness or with candles lit, and you listen. You want to listen to the house settling, any noises that come about, imagine creepy people outside watching you. This is really important. It sounds weird, but it's important because you want to freak yourself out so that you have a base level and you have an understanding of how you process the paranormal in an anxious state. It also shows that noise is to be expected and in an anxious state, the mind plays tricks. Realising this and the difference between actually working with a spirit is a useful skill to have. So, let's say you've got a Ouija board, you wipe the board down with a cloth wet with sea salt water. You want to cast the circle with water if you like, light some fresh candles and burn some incense. Later I'm actually going to give some incense recommendations that would be perfect here. And then you want to do a grounding and white light visualization, like one of the first meditations I did. I think it's actually called that, grounding and white light. Now, Gordon recommends working with a gatekeeper. Personally, my pick would be Hecate, but Gordon uses Hermanubis, and he recites, Hermanubis, keeper of the gate, lord of hidden road, between life and death, I call on you. Hermanubis, I summon you. A follower of the old ways calls out to you. Open the gates between the realm of the living and the realm of the dead. 
for I would traffic with the peaceful departed. And then you would say, I call upon the peaceful dead, though personally I would specifically name someone, like my grandmother or grandfather at this point, especially if this is your first time. If there are any among you who would speak to us this night, then be with us now in this sacred space. Indicate your presence and readiness by moving the planchette to yes. And then proceed how you want to. Be respectful and thank them when you're finished. Anima Sola. This translates to lonely soul and it refers to those who are trapped and can't pass over. I came across a ritual where you can call out and carefully draw these spirits to you where a chosen psychobomb is called on to help them cross over. I got this one from Caitlin Kopok of Spear and Sundry and you would say, I now invite the well-intended Anima Sola any unfortunate deceased souls who have not found their way to their next stage or resting place, so long as they wish me well, are welcome to partake of the offerings my family and honoured dead will share. Come to this altar, warm yourself upon this candle, let this fire invigorate your spirit and let it light your way. Quench your thirst with this water and nourish yourself with this bread, obviously you would have those on the altar. Be comforted by our human connection and then be delivered by Hermanubus, or whatever psychopomp deity you want to work with, with your next destination. Be well and be at peace. Personally, for this, I wouldn't dive into this if you're new to working with spirits. I would start small with loving ancestors or a loved one and also establish a relationship with the psychopomp before jumping into a ritual like this. But I love this aspect of service to those who have passed before. Now, I've got some incense blends for you guys that I've found because working with scent and ancestors and spirits, it's really important because they are attracted to and drawn by scent. So, you could burn a blend of powdered acacia, althea and star anise before bed and that would induce dreams of the dead and it would also enable communication. The Celts used to leave apples as offerings for the dead. You could try burning a few small dried pieces. Also, you could try adding mullen to the mix. It's said that when burnt, it allows the dead to manifest into the physical and communicate with the other world. Privet is also good to burn to contact the spirit world. You could burn this on an ancestor altar, as it was used for funeral pyres. You could also use parsley, the Greeks associated with Persephone, and it played a role in funeral rites. It was planted over graves. If you could make a fire from privet and then throw some wormwood on it, that would be even better. Wormwood is said to open the gateway to the other world. But be careful, wormwood burnt is toxic. Burn outside or ventilate your space really well and use small amounts. Copal is said to appease the dead. It's used heavily on the Day of the Dead in Mexico, and it can ease the passing of spirits if they are confused or traumatised. Asphodel is sacred to Persephone, Hades and Hecate. There's actually meadows in the underworld of this plant where the dead are said to reside. And also you could use frankincense, myrrh, myrrh is quite a powerful incense for connecting to the dead. Play around and see what works for you and your spirits. Backup plans. Now, I wouldn't leave you guys hanging if you summon or bring forth a spirit that you really wish you hadn't. 
I've got some tips to banish that energy just in case it happens and to make your space safe once again. Burning some fresh ground coffee, the strongest you can get a hold of, is great for repelling evil. I've also mentioned asphetida is a really good one, but you only use that if you're in a tight spot because it gets rid of all spirits, and not all spirits are bad. Flashing your genitals will scare spirits away, as it's the ultimate expression of life, and it's in complete opposition to what spirits represent. Women can flash away, however, men need to be excited, shall we say? else it won't work. Don't do this in public. <laughs> you could also try burning mint and camphor for three days. Or try equal parts star anise and cloves while saying, I banish you from this sacred space and this realm. Return from whence you came and trouble the land of living no more. Alternatively, you could try placing lilies around the house. This actually calms and placates them, as well as burning benzoin and sandalwood. Personally, I think this is better. Why not turn difficult spirits into protective allies? If you are really plagued by spirits and bad luck, I would recommend doing the Mesopotamian Maklu ritual that I've put on my Patreon. Very powerful and very effective. Other hints and tips. Cover your head when working with spirits. This comes from Romani and many indigenous traditions, and it's thought to protect you in covering the crown energy center. It protects from evil entities. If you are dealing with heavy trauma or you're feeling a bit vulnerable, I wouldn't recommend working with spirits for the time being. It may attract entities that you may not be able to keep at bay because you'll need to assert strong boundaries. Close the circle and dismiss the spirits that you've brought forth. Don't leave doorways open unless you've set them up for specific types of entities and spirits. Kind of like ancestors, you would only want your ancestors to come through. Also, spirits aren't a fan of well-lit spaces. Light some candles or start a fire if you can. And they're not a fan of loud places either. Keep your space quiet. Light some incense. They are heavily attracted to incense and pleasant smells. Also, do not bother them with the mundane. Ask them questions that they are worthy of and don't waste their time. If you are anxious about your own death, plant a willow tree and tend to it so it's alive when you die. Willow is sacred to Hecate and is said to ease the passing to the other world. Mugwort makes a wonderful potion to induce trances, aid divination and prophetic dreams. I like to mix mugwort with valerian sometimes for this purpose and particularly around Samhain it's quite a potent concoction. My protocol when working with ancestors, the dead or spirits generally follows this pattern. Start with a room cleanse, cast a circle, do a grounding meditation, stating clearly who or what spirit I want to bring into this space. I would consume a drink tea and then I would meditate, which I'm not going to lie, it often results in me falling asleep for a few hours on my floor. And then I close the circle and then I thank the spirits for whatever messages may have come through in meditation slash sleep. I'm doing a giveaway with my mate Rue. Now Rue makes beautiful historical jewellery and to celebrate my new season and it being Samhain or Halloween, we're offering you a chance to win one of Rue's Memento Mori rings. Basically a ring with a series of skulls. 
that Rue has created by hand. To enter, head over to the Instagram page at the Majors Well and click on the picture with the skull ring. The terms and conditions are in the caption and it's super easy to enter. I hate these competitions where there's a ridiculous set of terms. We've made it super easy and the competition closes midnight on Samhain, Halloween. And Majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path. I also want to connect you to information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you'd wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com, and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork, The poem this week is called Haunted Houses by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. All houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide, with feet that makes no sound upon the floors. We meet them at the doorway, on the stair, along the passages they come and go, impalpable impressions on the air, a sense of something moving to and fro. There are more guests at the table than the hosts invited. The illuminated hall, it's thronged with quiet, inoffensive ghosts, as silent as the pictures on the wall. The stranger at my fireside cannot see the forms I see, nor hear the sounds I hear. He but perceives what is, while unto me, all that has been is visible and clear. We have no title deeds to house or lands, owners and occupants of earlier dates, from graves forgotten stretch their dusty hands, and hold in Mortmain still their old estates. The spirit world around this world of every sense, floats like an atmosphere and everywhere, wafts through these earthly mists, and vapours dense, a vital breath of more ethereal air. Our little lives are kept in equipoise, by opposite attractions and desires. The struggle of the instinct that enjoys, and the more noble instinct that aspires. These perturbations, this perpetual jar, of earthly wants and aspirations high, come from the influence of an unseen star, an undiscovered planet in our sky. And as the moon from some dark gate of cloud throws o'er the sea a floating bridge of light, across those trembling planks our fancies crowd into the realm of mystery and night. So from the world of spirits there descends a bridge of light connecting it with this. A word the unsteady floor that sways and bends, wonder our thoughts above the dark abyss. Peace out, witches.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.